Hello, welcome to Three Songs, Three Films. I'm Tom. I'm Sarah. And this week we're going to talk about songs and films and TV shows um, that you should be uh, checking out right now. So Sarah, do you have, would you like to start us off with the first song? Yeah, sure. I'll start off. Um, my first song is called Minimal Warm. It's by Chanyeol. Um, It just came out November 1st. It's an official soundtrack song for the webtoon She's My Type which is a very popular, extremely popular webtoon in Korea right now. Um, but this song, as you guys know already, I'm a fan of Chanyeol. So it's, it's a really beautiful song. It showcases his voice. Um, it's just very calming and comforting to listen to. Um, that's one thing I love about him because he's, uh, he's trained as like a rapper. Um, so when he's like with his group and, and normally putting out stuff, he's rapping and, uh, we don't get to hear his vocals as much. So it's always like, uh, just, it's always awesome to be able to hear him like sing out a song and I really enjoy it. I love this one. So are you, have you been watching like the show that he's in? No, it's, it's a webtoon. So it's like, it's like a comic okay. type of thing, but, um, I, I have not, uh, read it. No, not myself. Okay. Yeah. So do you think that like he's going to come out with like more music anytime soon? Or is it like just a one song type thing right now? No, I mean, they, they're always releasing, they're always releasing stuff. He's released quite a bit this year, actually. Um, singles and uh, working with other artists. Uh, XO just came out with something late last year, but um, yeah, they're, they're always releasing things. Yeah, it, it's interesting hearing, like now that we've been doing this for a, a little bit, it's interesting just hearing like the kind of music you like and just being <laughs> exposed to different things. I think it's really cool to kind of like see what else is out there. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's a really like important thing for trying to just, I think people, as we've talked about before on like our first podcast, I believe, more just like people needing to expand like what they watch and what they listen to. And I think that that, um, I just think it's really important um, that we start like kind of taking steps in the direction of like, just seeing what other media is out there. Right, absolutely. I hear it, like I, I see it in comments and stuff all the time. People are like, well, people who aren't from, you know, the United States listen to English music all the time. And we still enjoy it, even though we don't know what they're saying. Like, I don't, it's, it's funny that it's like, it's not a big thing for other countries to listen to music that they don't understand. Um, but it's still a big hurdle for us over here that we're, you know, kind of getting over, but slowly. Yeah, it's interesting too. I think people also like, everything seems to happen in kind of a slow progression, because I know I think people are starting to now there's been like a big wave of like Spanish music or kind of like a yeah. Spanglish type um, sound or like kind of Latin like fusion going on recently, even in like a lot of popular music. And I think that we're accepting that as like, okay, that seems like something we're allowing. Right. And we're actually enjoying. But I think it's taking us a while to like kind of keep going in that direction of different languages and different kinds of music. It is, it is. But I think K-pop is helping a lot 
um, with that here, K-pop is, is steadily growing over here right now. You see artists like BTS and Monsta X, you know, making waves over here and working with a lot of the artists that we're familiar with over here in the States. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, a few years down the road, how it just keeps growing and how much more popular it's going to get. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's interesting because that kind of leads me into my first song, um, which is Fire on Fire by Sam Smith. Um, his album came out um, not this Friday, or the, not the recent Friday we just had, but the Friday before that. And it is very interesting, um, especially people opening their minds to different things. I feel like people have obviously listened to him for quite a while now, but now that he's basically um, come out saying that he wants to use pronouns, they, them. And I think that, um, and kind of that he's like more in the gender fluid area. I think that that's sort of also a form of acceptance of like, what are listeners going to want to listen to? And I, it's a little different than what you were saying, but I think that it kind of, it was interesting as a transition because I feel like it's, it's different. Like I wrote a review recently on his recent album and even just writing the different pronouns and trying to put it together. I feel like it's almost like we need to all start learning how to incorporate that into like the, what we're writing and like just the world in general. And I don't know, this song was so beautiful to me because it's kind of talking about how people say, like, if you're a very passionate person, sort of like be aware of that because others are not going to accept the fact you're passionate and not even even a sexuality thing but even just passionate like somebody who is more emotional or loves more and I remember as a kid always being like not even as a kid but even like high school or different years like you know people don't like you because you say I love you too much to them or you're too whatever and that's not what you know, that's why you're having the struggles you're having. And I think that it was interesting as a song where it was just like, this is actually about finding that it's okay to be passionate and you can find another passionate person and make this beautiful fire on fire together. I love that. That I think that's powerful. It's, it's something that it's, it's hard to accept. It's hard to get to a point where you just don't care about other people's opinions and you let yourself be who you are, no matter what that looks like. Um, I think that's something that we're all kind of getting on that path of, of trying to be able to do and, and um, be in that place where we, we don't care about other people's opinions and we don't let them bring them down, like bring us down. And it's, it's nice to have, um, it's nice to have those songs and those, those things to, to look at that, you know, <laughs> sorry. No, I get what you're saying, but I also was thinking yeah. about it too, like as an example, like if somebody said like, even like the way you're dressed, like let's say right now, and somebody mm -hmm. said like, oh, well, I don't like that. And so if you change, then you could find somebody that will love you. Or if you do this, or you're, or even for me, like you're too preppy or you're too this and like, you shouldn't be because that's not what people want. And it's like, right. shouldn't I find the person who loves me for me? And yeah. like, if I am a passionate person, then like, even if I don't find another passionate person, I might find somebody that enjoys that aspect of me. Right, exactly. 
And I think what I just loved about it was it was like celebrating it. And like, yes, it was kind of playing off this thing, but it was basically saying like, some say we're sinners, but together we're winners. And like, we're fire on fire. And I just thought, and it's such a pretty ballad and I just really loved hearing it. And it's just nice. I feel like he's, I just feel like he's an artist where like ballads are where he shines the best. And I really love just how emotional, his voice sounds emotional from the second you hear it. He can't get away from it. But I like the fact that it's sort of this like, it kind of like, it's like almost like, almost like an upbeat feeling to it or like this, a feel good song, yet sort of being edgy at the same time. I like that. Sam Smith, he's, he's got a powerful voice. I don't think he can even like, it's weird to sometimes see him try. So he has a couple songs in his new album where he'll like sing and like about like happier things and like it works for him. But I just feel like it's, it's harder to accept that from him because his voice, no matter what he tries to do, has that like somber feeling to yeah. it. And like, even when he sings pop, like this album to me, doesn't is not even like really an R&B album to me or like a soul the way he has done previously a lot more soul type music but he literally allows but like even on a pop song it sounds like a soul song because it's how his voice is yeah so what was the second song you chose um my second song is interstellar love by the avalanches featuring leon bridges um i actually didn't know who the avalanches were before i heard this song but i'm a really big fan of leon bridges so i don't know if you're familiar with him yes i am yes yes he's got like that old like motown style about him and um i really love it um he's a fantastic singer but this song is more of just like i don't know this is kind of just like that song that you just like vibe to dancing around in your kitchen it's just it sounds really cool it's calm but it's still upbeat somehow um yeah yeah, it was just it was a nice song to listen to he he's an awesome artist in the sense that Mm -hmm. he's really found a good way of bridging um sort of this like he kind of feel like he reminds me of like as you said like a Motown old school well also kind of feeling like he has sounds of like Usher and like that uh-huh. sounds sort of a more like contemporary R&B pop, a little bit of popish feel and I, yeah. I do feel like he's quite the he seems like he can do a lot because I also saw on um CMT Crossroads he did he did one with Luke Combs. And it was just cool to see him do like, try to do kind of a country thing. And I just feel like he fits a lot. And um, as we're gonna talk about, and and a little bit when I talk about um, one of the shows I picked, The Voice, Kelly, he's actually um, the advisor to Kelly Clarkson's team this season. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's exciting to hear. Yeah. He's got, he's just fabulous. His song, um, Beyond, I don't know if you. Oh know my god! That I'm one. just literally gonna bring that up. I, it's so oh. good. I you love know, that Luke song. Combs actually a version of that song together, and it's like the be- most beautiful blend of like this R and B country feel. Oh my and god! It just, I feel like because it's such a almost like has like that's where it goes back to what we talked about in the last weeks that like if you write a really good like kind of like love song or whatever like 
that's like any genre and it fits for any person. Right. I'm going to have to go listen to that because I did not know that they, they did that song together. I think so it's also to... on, like, I, I think you can also hear it on Spotify because I know they did it for the Crossroads, but I think you can also, like, actually hear the actual, like, audio version of it. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. I'll be, I'm excited to, to hear them together on that. Yeah, that, so. I'm really, I'm glad that you brought up him because I, I honestly feel like he's starting, I think, his career is very interesting because it fits so many different, different things. My next song is Lullaby of Birdland. Um, it's a Mariah Carey song. Um, she just released an album called The Rarities. And it's an album where it was all songs that she's either done live or previously recorded that she's never released. So it's been songs like, throughout her career. There's a lot of songs oh. from 1991, 1993, just songs that she just never released, but she already had recorded. Um, and I really like this song because it's very different for her. Um, a lot of other songs like on this, on the album, and I'm not really talking about the album specifically, but a lot of things are like kind of sound the same. And this was great because I love seeing her sing like an old jazz standard song and sing a song that's done by like, like Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald and like people mm -hmm. from, um, I think that that, it, it, I just really liked it. And I think it's just fun to see. It's kind of, she's, it's, li it's a live version from 2014. And she's very playful and like, kind of like talks in the beginning. And it, it felt a little bit like a musical theater. It had like that jazz club vibe. And I just, I just felt like it's something I may not listen to often, but I thought it was something that people should listen to because it's different. Yeah. I like that, that, you know, she was talking like you said, she was talking in the beginning. I, I just feel like stage performance, even though this is like an album, you're not watching it. Stage performance is so incredibly important. I, I remember going to a concert once and um, this band performed and they didn't talk to the crowd at all. Like they just sang their songs and it was so like <laughs> yeah. dull and it was the worst performance that I've ever seen live and it had nothing to do with like their vocals like it, it didn't matter it was just that they gave nothing to the crowd and it was like what are you doing and so I just think that's great that like she's even putting that on the album you know she yeah. could have cut out the part where she's talking in the beginning so I like that she put that because it's just to me that's so important to have that connection with your audience absolutely I think you I think honestly I've rarely gone to a concert where people don't talk a lot to the audience. And I think it's weird if you don't. People right. make a lot of money. They like you. And if you go on stage and don't really act like anything and walk off, it's, it's very weird. It is. It is. So it's so weird because I, yes, going into like entertainment and journalism is a big, it's like my main career, but I've always also wanted to be a singer and be on stage. And I love performing. And I always thought like, I would hate to just go up on stage if I had a whole audience and never engage with them. Right. Like that seems like a very odd thing if you're a performer. Like I guess some people maybe just aren't into that and that's not their thing, but like, I just feel like out of the concerts I've been to and I've been to quite a lot since I really love going to concerts, I've never, I've almost never seen a person not give something to their audience. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's the whole, I just, that's such a big part of being a performer. It doesn't make sense to me that you would just stand there and give nothing, yeah. you know, to the people who are there watching you. But 
Yeah. And maybe they just had a bad day, you know? <laughs> I just think there are also artists that that's what they do. There are some yeah. artists that really are just like known for like getting on stage, going off. And I think that like, I don't know. I also saw Mariah Carey a, a long time ago. I think like 2005, 2006 on tour. And she was really good. And I feel like it, I think it's fun for like the fans, but you think that like, the artists would have like would enjoy engaging with the fans like that's the people who want to see you right that's um there was one i went to and i wasn't like i went to this concert because i'm a fan of john bellion but it was a 21 pilots concert yeah. okay their stage performance is out of this world you know what i mean i'm like i'm not I occasionally listen to their music, but I wouldn't say that I'm, I was like a huge fan of theirs. But after seeing their concert, I was just like blown away. I was like, wow, because they put so much effort into it and, and they give so much to the people who are there watching them. It's just, it's an incredible thing to see. I think it's, it's just so important. I also feel like, yeah, it's, I just felt like, to kind of even close a little bit about this song, I just felt like... It just made me feel like, wow, I wish I was seeing her perform that live. Because I think that right. it's pretty good. I enjoy it on the album. But I think seeing it live would just take it to that next level and just be like, just, like, I just, it was so, it was just really, I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. It was just so, yeah. like, when I first heard it, I was, like, kind of, like, grooving around, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, because she's so known for, like, these really sad ballads. And so to mm -hmm. hear it put on a song that was like this old jazz standard kind of like swing and like her talking in the beginning and like kind of like this, it just had that feel. I wonder, do you think she'll go on tour after? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but this album really isn't like, this is all such old stuff that I don't think she'll tour this album. I think she'll tour at some point again, but she'll probably do it on like new material, I would think, not this. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of hope for you that she she goes on tour and and I feel like the song. Yeah, I feel like her pers her voice is really awesome, and it's obviously like the reason where she is today. But I also feel like I kind of enjoy her personality, and mm -hmm. I think that like I think that she used to get a bad rap like as this diva, and I think now people look at her as a really she's probably was a little bit more back in the day, but I feel like she's actually become like a really good person. The diva part is sort of part of the show. It's right. not necessarily who she is inside. It's sort of like this diva attitude of like, she almost like makes fun of herself. It's almost like this thing of like, just like, let's not take life too seriously. Yeah. So what's your I next like song that. you'd like to talk about? <laughs> My next song is Look Over Your Shoulder by Busta Rhymes featuring Kendrick Lamar. Um, it also samples uh, old school, little Michael Jackson. Um, so this is just like a great song all around. It's, it's got that old school hip hop song. It, you know, it samples Michael Jackson. It, it features Kendrick Lamar and really where can you go wrong? It's Busta Rhymes. But yeah, it's just nice to, to hear Busta Rhymes again. It's nice to have that old school hip hop song. Not that I don't like like hip hop nowadays, but there's just something special about, you know, old school hip hop. So uh, it's it's a it's a cool song. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It kind of actually reminded me a little bit of like 
probably like the hip hop we heard more like when we were in middle school, high school, and a little yeah. bit of like that feeling of like not even hip hop, but even when like R and B artists would like bring a rapper on their song or like some of the yeah. pop songs they had it like it had that feel of like it just kind of reminded me of like the two thousands a bit. Right. Yeah, it was it's interesting too when you start like like because that song just came out like in the last few weeks, right? Yeah. Like it's interesting on an album when you can hear something and it reminds you of things that are like 15, 20 years old. Right. I just hope like it doesn't fall in that trend where because you know how like Post Malone featured Ozzy and like everybody thought Ozzy was this new artist and Posty <laughs> was gonna like make him famous and oh, stuff. Jesus. I just like uh I hope that people aren't like, oh, who's this Busta Rhymes that Kendrick Lamar sang with, you know? Oh god. Kendrick Lamar's gonna make him famous. What's really Not. funny is is that um on on the Luther Vandross album that I talked about last week, he actually had Buster Rhymes on a song with him. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting, like <laughs> yeah I just it's cool to see like I don't know it it um yeah it kind of like gave me those feelings of like like a little bit more like as I was just saying back in like the 2000s feel right yeah right. it brings back our childhood <laughs> yeah I don't know like it's interesting like how so much hip-hop was being used in so many ways especially when we were in like high school years I feel like everything's yeah. starting to like, kind of, I don't know, like, it was definitely a time too where I feel like, like R&B and like hip hop were really starting to merge a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, what's your next song? So my next song is uh, Heaven Down Here by Mickey Guyton. Um, I've so for people that don't know her, she is a Black country singer. I've been listening to her since she came out in, I believe, 2014. Um, and she's starting to see more success now. She did for a little while in the beginning, then there was a few years where there was like not much success from her um, and much wasn't going on. Um, and, but I've tweeted with her like over the years on, um, on Twitter. She's really nice. Mm -hmm. And I just really loved following her career. And, um, but I think the main reason why I chose this song was the first time I heard it, it felt like a song that I would have, um, that I would have, uh, that I would have written. And then, um, and then also my mom heard it and was like, wow, this really feels like an anthem for the times we're living in. And I felt like just as a song, like, I think, I think most people right now could kind of agree that we're kind of in a tough state of, if, of just everything that's going on in the world. And I feel like we could all use a little heaven down here. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, really, it just felt very like, very, very fitting for just what's going on. Is there any like lyric from that song that just really stands out to you? Um, I feel like for, like, I, <laughs> I feel like for me, um, more, 
don't even know. Um, kind of like, um, so it, there's just so many and it's also hard yeah. to think exactly, but I just even like the fact of her starting the song that says, hey God, it's me. Like she's just kind of praying and just saying like, we're really going through it. Like, I just wonder, are you? Like, are you right. like, she said the world, the world is coming unglued and I can't help but wonder, are you? Like, is God okay with what we're seeing? And like, there's just so much going on. And I think that that's what really kind of stands out to me about it is that I, feeling. Yeah, I agree. That's really powerful to like, to ask God if, you know, if he's feeling the same way we are. Well, it's in the he's sense bad seeing what we are. That's, I agree, that's powerful. And I feel what's interesting to me is I just feel like it's, yeah, I just really kind of just, I felt like, you know, even with the pandemic, like itself, I feel like a lot of times you get in arguments, even with people that you love the most. And because you were all stuck inside. And even times I, I think of the song, even on an even more way of even just the world, but even sometimes I'm like, I'll hear this, I'll listen to the song and think like, I just want a little heaven in my own household of like, yeah. and, not in a, and not in such a big way as obviously what the song means, but like, everyone's going through it right now in their own ways. Right, absolutely. And so I just felt like it was such a, a song and I, I, I really, I really enjoy her music. I'm really glad that she's seeming to find her way in country music, but also I'm kind of glad that she seems like she's sort of, she's, you know, I think she's getting, being accepted in country music, but she's also at a point where she's just releasing what she feels and isn't necessarily mm -hmm. as worried about how successful is she going to be. Yeah, but she is getting that success right now. I wasn't, um, you said back in 2014, you started following her career. I only just uh, heard of her recently when she's, uh, I think she won her first award just recently. No, was it, was, she did her first, um, on the ACMs, if she was the first black woman yeah. to ever perform on that show. Yeah, okay. See, that's a big moment right there. Yeah, that's I feel like we're, it's interesting and I'm really excited to see like what the rest of her career like get, you know, holds. And I also think it's interesting hearing from her. She said like, she's like 37 years old and which obviously isn't old, but she was saying sometimes people like in industry kind of act to her like, mm -hmm. well, why don't you put out a song that a 20 year old would sing? And she's like, I'm 37. Like, I yeah. can't really put out the, like, cutesy girl when she's like, I'm a 37-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It just shows sometimes, I think, too, that, like, what labels are thinking and what radio people are like. If you really wanted success, you would do X, Y, and Z, and you're like, that would make zero sense. <laughs> right. No, it's nice to see, because I think in the entertainment industry, you do get told that a lot, that you have to do, you know you have to be willing to do anything to be successful. And it's really nice to see the people who stay true to themselves. And I was like, no, that's not true. I'm going to be successful, but I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to stand by my morals and you know, I who actually, I am as a person. I think she's actually having more success by doing things like her own way. Like it seems like she's yeah. actually now, I think she's also finding the fans that, will stick by her and like her versus trying to like find her way. And I think she's like, I'm going to put out what I like. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And the fans, I'm going to find her over here. And if it makes me yeah. super famous, cool. And if it doesn't, but this is what, how it's going to have to be. Yeah. I like that.
So what is your either first TV show or film? Okay, well, my first film is Holiday. That's a new um, Netflix chick flick. I don't know how great. I feel about chick flicks. Yeah, I actually want I've been really wanting to see it, but I haven't yet. Yeah, it was, it was actually pretty funny. Like, um, for me, it started off slightly slow. Um, just because it had, like, the thing that all chick flicks are kind of doing nowadays, where they're making fun of a chick flick inside of a chick flick. You know what I mean? But, um, no, it ended up being really cute and really funny. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I, I love chick flicks anyways. Um, and it was nice. It was a, it was a little bit of a different story following the same formula, but, um, I, I would recommend watching it. If you like chick flicks, um, and you like comedy, you like to laugh, check it out. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's interesting because I was just thinking about it right before the podcast that I had tickets to go see her perform in Ann Arbor uh, at Hill Auditorium before, um, before, like, before, I bought tickets actually during the pandemic, but this is right when the pandemic started. And I was, I bought the tickets and for me and a friend, and I thought, well, it's two months away. The pandemic will probably be over. Right. It won't be too bad. And the pandemic got worse at that point. And I was yeah. like, oh God. And so it was interesting. Like, I actually, I don't see her as much of an, as an actress, but I like her as a singer and I, I like her as a person. Yeah. So I was just like, I would like to see it. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. She's, she's great in this film, actually. She's really funny. Um, I think everybody did a really good job. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it because I feel like I haven't really watched a movie like a good romantic comedy type movie in a while. So I yeah. feel like I probably will try in the next week or two to try to watch that. So, and uh, moving on, your first yeah. movie. So my, I ended up doing TV shows this week. The first one I did was on Disney Plus. It's Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, it's actually narrated by Josh Gad, who people probably know for doing Olaf and Frozen. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it was really awesome. I love like nature type shows. I love mm -hmm. documentary, learning about like animals and different things and, um, or just like anything. I love even documentaries on like Disney theme parks and I just love that kind of stuff. And I really liked about it was they're going around like Disney's Animal Kingdom, the theme park, but they're doing it from like the standpoint of like, how do they take care of the animals? And they go to like the different animals and they show like the doctors that are taking care of them. And like, I think it's interesting to see like a doctor that has like the Disney castle on them with like their face yeah. says like veterinarian. And you're like, and I told my brother the first time when we watched it, I said, wow, it's funny, you kind of forget, like, yes, Disney has to hire veterinarians and all these people. If they have Animal right. Kingdom, which is basically, I guess, a zoo in a way, which it is, then you start realizing, like, oh my God, this is not your typical theme park. Right. Disney's incredible. You really just, you really forget, like, on the daily, just how massive Disney is. I mean, it's, it's and I think, too, like, when you go somewhere like Disney, you forget how much effort goes into so many things that we just look at and we're like wow that's awesome and you're like you know how much work that took right <laughs> and even too like some of these animals i mean they'll say like oh yeah 
you know, like we had to clean these like giraffes hoof and they have to figure out how to transport the giraffe and how to get the giraffe to like lift its thing. And you're like, oh my God, seriously? So, right. and even too, like Josh Gad doing it was really awesome because he made it kind of funny and he kind of made it like, now we're checking out this animal. And, and so, and it'd be something that I would love to do. I'd love in my career someday to be able to like narrate something like yeah. that. And so oh, it, just, it, it was kind of cool. It was like, and I think it's, yeah, it was just a really cool show. Everybody, I would check it out on Disney+. Plus. I've watched like the first five episodes of it. There's like a sixth one out, I believe, right now. It's just, it's, it was such a good, like a good break from everything. Even with the election on, my mom was like, let's take a break and watch the animals. You know, like let's get <laughs> an hour of just like seeing something else. Yeah, animals make everything better, always. Especially too, when they make it so personable, they're like, and this animal's name is this, and this is this. And it's like, it feels yeah. like this, it feels like you're learning a lot, but also like this cozy, warm blanket that you're like, let me just like, yeah. watch this, but I'm also learning. <laughs> so what was your next uh, TV show or film? My next TV, sh it's a TV show. It's actually not out yet, but um, okay. after seeing the trailer, I got really excited about it. It's called Alice in Borderland and it's a Japanese TV show, but it will be on Netflix. And basically this guy kind of gets transported into he's in tokyo and kind of gets transported into like this game world in tokyo oh, wow. so he's like in the city but he's kind of in this game and he has to play it and it just looks really like thrilling and um like it's gonna be action-packed and i'm really excited to check it out um it doesn't give an exact date of when it's coming out yet but it looks like it is supposed to come out this year so uh, I think if you like that type of stuff, if you like like the thriller, action-packed uh, TV shows, this this will be a one for you. Yeah, it's it's so interesting too with these release dates now. It's like, do we know when things are actually going to be released? Right. As we were talking before. I wanted to talk about you know respect the movie where Jennifer Hudson's going to play Aretha Franklin, and I was like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be out, and like it was supposed to be December, and then it was January, and I'm like, I still want to talk about it anyways. And then when I realized I was moving to July, I was like, well, I guess I don't really want yeah. to talk about that one. <laughs> Next summer. Yeah, I don't hold off on that. It's, it's crazy because I think these bigger films like Respect, I think they're trying really hard to hold out and have uh, theater releases. Yeah. It's just so, it's so tough right now to know, you know, if that's going to be possible. And home releases, they're great, but they just don't give the same effect. Right. There's just something about going to a theater to see it. Because um, that kind of, like, I feel like that's the kind of movie where, like, it'd be okay, I guess, to see it at home, but because there's so much music and everything, I would much rather see it in theaters. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like even when you bring up, like, action movies, like, most people would prefer to see an action movie in a theater. Like, I don't even like action movies very much, but if I'm going to see something action-packed, like, I'm going to probably see it in theaters or not see it at all. Like, I don't yeah. really, like, that's, I feel like there are certain things where you're like, eh, that would be a lot better in theaters, and now people are kind of trying to decide, like, do I go to the theater, do I not? Yeah, it's tough, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is, this is the end for movie theaters, but I, I don't think it is. I, people love to go to the theater. It's expensive, but you still love it. It's just, it's. I don't think it's the end. I think it might be the end, kind of feel that way in a pandemic. But I think when the pandemic right. starts getting better and people feel more comfortable, I think it's going to change a lot. And I think it will also change a lot, maybe a little bit more, 
Yeah, I think more like when the pandemic is over or getting better or like people notice it's getting better and people will probably start being like, okay, I'm gonna go do this now. Right, absolutely. So my next TV show that I picked is um, The Voice. Um, I picked it because I've always wanted to either host a singing competition or be on a singing competition. <laughs> but I also, it's one of the only shows that I watch when it's actually on TV. I don't, every other show I usually watch at night. Like I kind of like find it on YouTube. I don't watch things like when they're actually scheduled. Okay. Um, this is one where like when it's on, I watch it. And then I yeah. have to do the commercials. I like sit there <laughs> and I think it's, it feels like it's one of the few things too where I can truly tune out the whole world because yeah. I truly get invested in the artists and their stories. And since I love singing so much, I love seeing what people can do with their voices. Yeah. And I also really love, like, I love, like, all the um, coaches on it, like Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, John Legend, Kelly Clarkson. Like, I love all of them. And I love, like, their chemistry. I love Blake and Gwen as a couple. Like, yeah. I just love it. And I love the whole, I just love yeah. the whole thing. And it's very, my mom, my mom likes it. And it's a show that I sometimes feel like is probably not as popular as it used to be. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's just a show that I, it feels like an escape to me. That's important to have. I was gonna, I'm glad you like talked about the coaches stuff because I was gonna ask you about that, how you felt about their chemistry. I had seen something that like, it was probably just one comment. I don't think the majority of people feel this way where they just felt like Blake and Gwen, it's just overdone because they're, you know, in a relationship in real life. So I was just curious how you felt about like the coaches chemistry and, and, you know, their relationships on, on TV? Well, I actually like all their chemistry. I think it is a little bit odd this season um, with Blake and Gwen a little bit, but because it is a little bit weird when it's like they are like together as a couple. Mm -hmm. And I think it was already filmed recently. The stuff that's been filmed because it's pre-taped right now was before they got engaged, but they yeah. already were at that point for like five years, so whatever. But um, <laughs> I don't know, like, it's a little different, but I, I like them. I like, this season to me feels like a good, a good group of people. Um, I do like it. I, I really love Kelly Clarkson a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I love her talks with the Kelly Clarkson show. I like her, she can sing basically anything in the phone book, like, regardless of genre. So, I don't know, I like it. I think that it's, yeah, I know. I like their, I actually do like their chemistry. I think that they all get along pretty well. And I think that, I don't think any of them I could see having like bad chemistry, like behind yeah. them. Like, I don't think they put on a show and I like that. I think that they, even if I don't know if they're going to like all go out to dinner together or be like, whatever. I like the fact that it doesn't seem like there's going to be any articles ever about this team of coaches that says like, one doesn't get along with the other one. Right, and that it's fake on um, screen. Yeah. So what is the next TV show or film that you picked? Okay, my next one, and forgive me if I butcher the pronunciation of this, I'm so sorry, um, but my next TV show is called Gaia Sa, Sa Pelicula. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's a Filipino TV show, and it's on right now. It is one that... I get so excited when it's Friday and I know I get to watch the next episode. I'm really sad though, because I think it's only eight episodes, um, which means that this Friday will be my last episode. But it's 
a really beautiful love story. Um, it follows two boys who are like university age, Carl and Vlad. Um, and Vlad is openly gay and Carl is kind of unsure of like his sexuality. He's unsure of who he is as a person really because he spent most of his life like being the person that his parents expected him to be and wanted him to be. And so it's it's like them living together and kind of just discovering themselves. And it's it's a cute love story, but it really hits those moments, you know, of mm -hmm. um, of just figuring out who you are. And I think it's really beautiful to watch. As somebody who's, I've obviously like never really had, I've never had to struggle with my sexuality. Yeah. Um, I, I will never know what that feels like. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's really incredible to be able to see them acted out on screen. I think they do such a wonderful job of portraying those emotions. They do speak some English words. It's kind of mixed in there, but you would need subtitles to watch it. But it's still, it's definitely one of those that's worth it. They do a really great job. Yeah, I think that I would love to watch it because I have struggled with like, my sexuality and and I think it's interesting too about it because I really like seeing what like people struggle with in a like how old are they in the show are they like adult like are they like 20s they're like early 20s yeah because I like that somebody is struggling with sexuality at that point because I didn't really realize that I liked men until I was about senior year of high school. And a lot of stories that people say in the media are all stories that are like I knew when I was six years old. And yeah. every single thing is like that. And that's totally fine because I think a lot of people do. But I think it's interesting to hear people talk about a journey that it sometimes can be a journey. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and I think for someone Everybody goes through things in a different way, especially with sexuality. And I think it's cool to see that everybody's going on a different journey when it comes to sexuality. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think this, this show is powerful because it's, it's light and cute in a lot of ways, but then it like gets, it hits serious moments where, you know, they'll be talking and, and Carl, will stop himself from saying something and Vlad will be like just say it just say the word like don't be afraid of it you know just say the word and um I, I don't know I think it's it's a it's a really beautiful story I definitely recommend watching it yeah this is something I probably talk about all day because it's like interesting <laughs> for me but yeah just off my um my last tv show um was is the view the talk show um i've always loved talk shows it's probably the main type of tv and media that i consume are talk shows i tend to know more about films than actually seeing the films i know more about the actors and what's going to be released because i watch a lot of talk shows but what i really like about the view is i've watched it a lot probably over the last like 10 years especially the last like five um and i like that even if you don't always agree with like what one talk show host says politically, it makes you think and it makes mm -hmm. you think and become stronger 
or in your own view or makes you rethink what you may have already thought. And I think that that's a big, a big thing for me is that it's cool to like engage with what other political viewpoints there are. But also for me, um, what I really like is because I've watched it for so long, all the hosts kind of feel like family to me. And I feel like the, that, the, I feel like the way you can tell a really good talk show is if you have that kind of connection with somebody, the host of the show. Like Oprah would not have made it 25 years on TV if people didn't think like she was like their best friend, like in their head. Or like right. you wouldn't have that connection with any kind of talk show person if they didn't see them as like a friend or a family member, like they had that. Because why would you keep tuning in? Right. Who, um, who are the hosts of The View now? Because it's changed quite a it few times. It has changed so a who's... lot of times. So it's been a show for, like, I think only about 25 years. Yeah. Um, right now, it's, it's Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, Sonny Hostin, Megan McCain, Sarah Haynes, um, and occasionally Anna Navarro. She's on like sometimes like once a week. Um, okay. She's on a little bit more on now because Megan McCain's on maternity leave. Um, but um, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I just said the other one. I don't know if I mentioned because this is my favorite. I may have forgot her, but Sunny Hostin's on it as well. If I did forget to say that, but yeah. Um, it's just a good group of women and I, I really like or a good group of people and I just really enjoy, I think it's a good way to consume political news because it shouldn't be the only way, but I think it's a good way if you're not um, sure of something or if you want to get like a bite size of what's going on in media or like yeah. in the political world. Because if you're not like going to sit down and watch like CNN or watch like get really in depth into like what's really going on or get really into like the local news or whatever the news is, um, it helps to be able to sort of say, if I sit down, even if I don't watch the full hour, but you watch 20 minutes of it, you kind of feel like you're up on like what they would say the hot topics of the day. Yeah. And so it then makes you feel like you at least feel informed. And I think it just, it, it might be a good show for people who aren't always politically involved. Right. Yeah, I like that because I, I feel like the news is difficult for a lot of people um, to watch. It's just it feels like constant... it's like bite-sized chunks a little bit. Yeah. And I think that like, my, I wrote an article about this for the Eastern Echo about how I think more college kids should watch it. And then it's kind of been thought of as like a mom show and like mm -hmm. this like stay-at-home mom kind of cutesy show. And it was a lot more like that back in the day. But I feel like it's evolved and I think it's good for college kids or anyone to be able to just sort of see, like, to be informed, but also, like, I think it's sort of like, oh, if I just want to check and see what's going on, it's not overload, but also if you don't agree with one, someone, you learn why you do agree or don't agree with that person. Right. And there are times where I'm, like, yelling at the TV or I'm frustrated or I think this or that, but it lets me at least figure out my own opinion. And so some people might be like, well, I don't watch it because I don't like a certain person's view, but it helps you learn your view. Right, which I think is important because nowadays a lot of our news stations, they're biased to one side or the other. And uh, that can be frustrating a lot, but they have, they have multiple different opinions and to sit there and listen to other people's views about things and then figure out your own.
I just think it's an interesting thing, like, to be able to hear that. So, yeah, I just feel like it's a really, um, it's, yeah, I think that it kind of shows as we've been talking for, you know, the last few podcasts, it's just good to learn about a lot of different things. And the more you learn, the more you can form your own opinion and your own view. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else you need to say or anything? Uh, I don't think so. But yeah, I think we covered some really good stuff today. Um, and I guess we'll just see you on our next podcast of Three Songs, Three Films. Bye, guys. See you later. Thank you.